Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming your weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about RHA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hello everyone welcome back to the ha podcast i'm excited to be bringing you guys a recovery story today i know that they're pretty much everyone's favorite episodes and we have a special guest we have kate noel here she's the host of take the cake podcast some of you guys might listen to it if you don't you hadn't heard of it before uh it's probably going to be right up your alley and i was on her show recently september 15th and i shared my story and i thought it only be 
sitting, dragging mm-hmm. Kate over to share hers. So welcome. Thank you. I loved our episode so much. I was so excited when you asked me to be on yours because I'm a big fan. Love this community. (laughs) Yes, it's a very amazing community. I know that you have your own story with HA and more, honestly. (laughs) So um, would you tell us all, first of all, who you are, what you do? Um, Because you have basically a platform in a similar space. So I want everyone to know that going in. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I am, I have a few eggs in a few baskets at this point. Well, I've always been like that. I guess I've always done that to myself, but I'm mainly a recovery, I guess, influencer. I don't like that word. Can we make a new word for that? <laughs> recovery. But, but at the same time, like, don't you want to be influencing people to recover? I- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I'm never going to go out in public and be like, I'm an influencer. Like always have to preface what kind of influencer I am, but yeah, you're right. I should own it. Um, but yeah, I'm like a recovery influencer. I, Also just launched my own coaching business, which I just call Kate Noel Wellness. And I'm I'm in school right now um, studying psychology of eating, and I'm also a certified eating disorder intuitive therapist. So I'm also a recovery coach. So I just am doing one-on-ones right now with clients. And I, I actually just launched last week. So it's brand new and I've just been loving it so far. Like it just feels so good to connect one-on-one with people instead of just posting something and then like having it go to the masses, which is of course fun, but I know you can, you can relate since you have HA societies, like it's really fun connecting and like learning more about people individually. So that's been such a joy. Yeah. It's been amazing. And I also am a model based in Los Angeles. So I'm doing modeling still. And that's, I'm sure we'll talk about that and my experience with that here on this episode a little bit, but yeah, I think that's basically everything I'm up to. Yeah. I have a podcast and an Instagram and I have an old dusty YouTube. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, the good thing about YouTube is that it's basically evergreen. So that's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, people are going to want to know about how all of this came to be. So (laughs) will you take us to the beginning of your story and like what led you down a path of period loss and what led you down a path of regaining it? Yes. Okay. So getting my period back was the catalyst to my healing journey, recovery experience, 100%. Um, and I mean, actually I want to say more like 75% because there were some other reasons why I wanted to recover, but that was my main goal. Um, so if you really want me to go back, back in the very beginning, I, I was always struggling with my hormones because I grew up a competitive gymnast and cheerleader, like travel cheer, like did it not just in school, but did it like full on sport. (laughs) And I was so active as a kid. And I really didn't have any eating or body issues. I loved food growing up. Like I ate everything. I loved food. I was not picky with eating and I had full body confidence, um, and loved everything, but I think I was just really active. And so I didn't get my period until I was later in my life. Like I remember being 12, 13, 14, 15, and still not having my period. All my friends were having it. My sister had it from an early age. My mom had it from an early age. So I was like, 
very insecure about not having my cycle. Um, and so I didn't think much of it though. You know, I just kind of thought, well, hope I get it someday. And then around age 14 is when I started my eating disorder, I guess, dieting consciousness that I went into. And so I didn't have my period before my eating disorder started. So I never really gave my body a chance to cycle. Like I never had my period. And so, um, I did get my period finally when I was 16, I was like late 16. And I remember being like, thank goodness. Cause I thought I, there was something wrong. You know, I thought I had primary amenorrhea or something. So I oh, got I mean, it. It sounds like you did. I guess I did. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> you're right. That's exactly what you had. Uh, but caused by the same things that's caused by HA. And when right. you got it back around 16, do you, were you, did you take a vacation? Were you out on an injury? No, like- no, I actually remember. So this is funny. I was 16. I had, I, I didn't lie to my friends about not having my period, but I think I just didn't, I kept it a secret. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. Like, I guess I did a lie, yeah. but like <laughs> just whatever. And, um, I was going on a, a first day. I was about to go on a first date with my high school boyfriend to the movies and my back was killing me all day. I was like, why does my back hurt? Like my lower back was killing me. Mm. And I was like, what is this? And it's funny now. Cause I don't actually have back pain with, with my peers. So I think it was just like early on in my life that I had that. And then I just had a little bit of bleeding and I called my mom, I texted my mom from my friend's bathroom. And I was like, no, I was just living life. I mean, I, I guess maybe my body was just like, I just had barely enough to ovulate that one month or something. Um, So yeah, I got it. And then I just developed a very severe eating disorder through the years. And I was actually ended up dating that guy that I went on that first date with. And so I really wanted to have my period and like all my friends were on birth control. My sister was on birth control. So like I asked my mom if I could go on birth control because I heard that you could have your period every month. Of course, I didn't know the information I have now that's not actually a a period. It's a pill bleed, but I thought, okay, I just want to have it every month. So I'm going to do this. And, um, you know, so anywho, I got on the pill and I was having my quote period pill induced period from, you know, some of my teens, I would go on and off of it, but teens into college through that, throughout that time, I never had a natural period. I only really had two before I got on the pill, never really had a natural period and just engaged in more severe eating disorder behavior. So I was restricting. I was also binging and purging. I was using laxatives, which is a form of bulimia. I was, I was doing, I had, oh my gosh, like that's kind of what happens. And when you just like have it for so long, like obviously, yeah, you kind of adapt because you realize your goals like eating disorder goals. Okay. I'm going to be this thin and be happy. And then like, once you get there, you're like, Oh wait, this isn't working. I must have to change what I'm doing or make it more extreme. That's kind of what eating disorders do. They kind of lie to you in that way. So yeah, I just really did all the things. Um, they all sucked and they're not, none of them worked, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, ended up, uh, I think I had one natural period in college because, I was working with like a naturopathic doctor to try and regulate my hormones. I didn't tell him that I was abusing laxatives, had an eating disorder, you know, all the important information. And he's like, Oh, what a strange mystery you are. He really, and he had like, I did all like the 
tests for the hormone, whatever he did for me, it was like saliva testing, I think for cortisol testing. And like, he was like, wow, your cortisol is through the roof. Like you, okay. You doing school. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, of course I wasn't. So definitely was very like in my mind, in the confines of my own mind with my eating disorder, very isolated, didn't tell anyone. Um, and so ended up dropping out of college. So I got one natural period, but I was taking, he had me taking progesterone cream. Like I was rubbing it all over my body. So I think that's really the only reason why I got it was because I actually in college, I was more, had more bulimia rather than anorexia. So I actually with bulimia, with my specific bulimia experience, I was actually not really underweight. I just was binging and purging. So I think because of the fact that I had, I did have sufficient enough body fat and I was slathering on the progesterone cream, somehow my body did it, <laughs> but, um, what didn't last long. So anyways, moved to, uh, moved to California from Indiana I dropped out of college. Yeah. Um, that's like another story, but trying to run away from my problems, I guess you can say, and ended up here in LA when I was 20, I'm 26 now and started modeling, got scouted. And that ended up really flipping my eating disorder around in a sense where I just started restricting and really started taking my, I like to call it taking my eating disorder more seriously, even though that's not a thing, but that's what I thought I was doing by restricting. Cause I thought, Oh, I have this financial reason to have an eating disorder now. And it was kind of working. Like I was working a lot and I was actually pretty successful of course, I was very unhappy and very dizzy, very tired, not myself, um, not really ultimately feeling good. So then I um, got burnt out. I got married, actually, was in one day, one day, I, it just hit me. I think I was just driving and I was like, I need to get my period back. What am I doing? Like, I just have to, I need to get it. Yeah, it was so weird. I just felt like, I mean, I always had wanted it. I've, oh, I always wanted my period. And I, I never knew if I actually could like regularly cycle because I had a friend in college who was my best friend in college and she didn't have a period either. So we used to kind of bond about not having our periods. And like in college, it was kind of whatever, because I just thought, well, it's kind of nice. Like I don't have a period. Like, I don't want to worry about, you know, cycling, but I did always kind of want it. You know, there was a part of me that I thought was missing that, you know, that life force energy. So anyways, I just thought I'm married. I'm a married. What what am I doing? What if I want to have kids? I do want to have kids. Like not just that, but I just wanted out. I really wanted out. And so I thought I have to recover and get my period back. So that's when my HA journey started, recovery journey started. And I called it my HA recovery journey because I was, didn't even want to like recover from an eating disorders. I was like, I just have to get my period back. You know what I mean? It's that kind of difference. There is a difference. So, uh, long story long, I basically went to the OB, went to my doctor and I was like, Hey, I don't have a period. And I'm wondering what I can do about this. He did like a pelvic ultrasound and I had cysts all over my ovaries. And at the time, because I wasn't ovulating, I had some symptoms of PCOS that I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to diagnose myself with PCOS because I had like a chin hair. I had like a couple nipple hairs. And, and of course, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is totally PCOS because, you know, it's like, I think that's what we do with eating disorders and 
just like diet culture is we like blame it on ourselves. Would you say like PCOS, if you have an eating disorder, I'm just throwing this out there. I actually don't know the answer. I just thought of this question, but um, would you say that PCOS is sometimes or could be a more attractive diagnosis because the protocol for resolving it requires more restriction and exercise a lot of the time, or it doesn't require it, but a lot of people are told. Absolutely. Yes. That's, that was my, yeah. So it wasn't just the self blame. It was like, I used to like go on all the PCOS blogs and listen to the PCOS podcast. And they're like, you need to restrict your carbs and make sure you're exercising. And I was like, hell yeah, that's what I'm already doing. I'll just keep doing it. Um, so that was like a thing. And then I ended up feeling unsettled about that. You know, I was like, okay, this isn't right. And, um, so I just, ended up looking on YouTube, looking on the internet about hypothalamic amenorrhea. And I'm like, I think this is really what I have. And I uh, bought No Period Now What, which definitely shifted my perspective and just ended up going to Bali. Um, I won this like yoga retreat. Like I literally went for free. I had to pay my plane ticket, but it was fine. It was like a free trip. And I was like, perfect timing. I'm going to go to Bali. And while I'm like, I had just quit my modeling agents because I was like, I'm gaining weight. I gained, I gained the most weight I've ever gained in my life in the shortest amount of time. So it was very intentional. I told Rio everything I could share with him, my husband. And I just was like, I got to recover. I got to get my period back. So in Bali, I'm, it's like, I think in Bali, I had been about nine months into my journey, like recovering Some of it was quasi recovery, but like nine months in general, just trying to recover. And I got my period back in Bali, like when I was there and I was like, it was amazing. It was like a spiritual experience. It was so cool. Um, And that day, like the day after I got it back, I remember the night before I had written, we were like doing some manifesting journaling as a group. And I had written down, I want to get my period back by December, 2000. I guess it was 2018 and the next day I got it back and I was so happy because everyone in the retreat that day, we were like going to a temple. And if you're on your period, you technically, you can't go to the temple. It's like against their religious beliefs and just beliefs in general. So I was so happy to stay back. I booked a massage. I was like, I'm on my freaking period. Like I got to go get some tampons in Bali. Like, I'm like, I don't even know where to go. I had to like, y'all have something. fun at the temple. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna stay here. Cramp. I was cramping. I was, I called my mom crying. I was like, so happy just all day long. So happy. Um, I know that it's some of you listening can probably relate. And if you haven't gotten your period back yet, just wait, keep going. It's a great yeah. feeling. And I certainly had my doubts there were many days where I was like, I'm not going to get it back. Like, I'm not going to get it back, you know? Anyways, that was a lot, but that's basically my journey with HA. And ever since then I've been, you know, I, I did have like a post, I did have, you know, when you get one period back and then you're like, okay, now I don't know about two or three. I did have that. And that was a little tricky because I really had to be like, okay, now that I got my period back, I have to actually recover. Like I can't just live in this stress state where I'm barely getting by for my whole life. And so I had to do a lot of changes in my life. And it wasn't until probably six months after I got my first period back that I really started to see the regular cycles and feel that good energy again, you know? 
hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating of course with this system so lots of information lots of case studies lots of stats we go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60 minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Yeah. What I love about your story is that it, it highlights the fact that it's just not that linear. Like it's, mm. just, it's not that easy for the many, many of us to just be like, I'm going to recover now and do everything that our body needs us to do from day one. But you just like allowed yourself to basically try and make mistakes and try again and have epiphanies and be like, what am I doing? And sometimes that's just the path because the, the person you were on the very first day of realizing, I think I have this HA thing and I think it's important is just not the same person that comes out the other side and you can't flip the switch and become that person overnight. You just have to go through mm-hmm. all the things that you went through mm-hmm. and to, to give not to give but to to be ha- like a model right your career and your finances are based on being smaller I assume or just like or like being this model ideal and probably getting praise for it um mm-hmm. To, to put that away and say like, 
recovery is going to be my focus. It sounds like an extremely hard decision and a very brave thing to do that many other women would not be uh, strong enough initially to do. Mm. Thank you. What was that? What was the the journey to just making that decision like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, I had eating disorder for so long, like all my behaviors. And in my heart, I never wanted to do the binging and purging to take the laxatives. Like none of that shit feels good. It all sucks. And like the guilt and the shame are just like, they're just terrible. There's a terrible feeling. So I think I can speak for most people with eating disorders and say, we don't really want that. We don't really want that for ourselves. Like at the end of the day. And of course it's so hard to get out of it. Um, I like to say that like eating disorders suck, recovery doesn't suck. And there's a big difference in that, but like, yeah, eating disorders suck. Like they're not a good feeling. So I honestly think that just my body had gathered enough information for the past 10 years, you know, that I had my eating disorder where it was like, okay, we need to rewire what's going on. Like, I just think my body just hit a wall. Like, I think I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, I was having really bad symptoms of life, (laughs) like symptoms where I was struggling with panic attacks. I was struggling with um, dizziness and just, just like, I just felt like I was dying. Honestly, I kind of was. So I don't know. I think I just hit a wall. And I just, it was like a personal thing. It was like a personal choice where I was like, what am I doing? I don't know. Kind of like a rock bottom scenario. Yeah. It was like rock bottom for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've, cause I've heard this before from people because this wasn't my experience, but I've heard it before where people are like, I just woke up ready. Like I, one day I was just ready and yeah. it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Cause I, I believe my philosophy with just like coaching and just with putting content out in the world is that I really believe that all of our problems, our food and body challenges are here to teach us something. And they're here to like, they're here to facilitate us showing up in our life in some way that we're not. So um, at the time I maybe didn't believe in it that much, but now I do in hindsight, but like, I don't know. I think I just might, I had all the information I needed to, to do something different. And I think I just exhausted myself trying all these different methods that society wanted me to do, or I told myself I needed to do, and they didn't actually work. So I think my intelligence took over and I was like, what are you doing? You know, like just somewhere in my mind, I just had a, had one brain cell that told me to, (laughs) that told me to go the other way. (laughs) Would you say that the, the process though, of trying all of these things that weren't going to work was an important part of getting to a a point where you now knew what you needed to do? Mm. Of course, I think, man, I like wish I wouldn't have had, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have had this, these issues, but I don't think I would. I don't, I mean, I don't think I'd be coaching today and doing this career that I love. I don't think I'd live in LA. I don't think I'd, I have an agent now. So I got rid of my, I left my old agents that triggered me and they still don't represent 
women or men or anyone, any people, folks in larger bodies, which I'm happy I'm not part of that agency anymore, but I left them. I'm with an agent now who supports me and loves me. So yeah, I don't think I would have had all my life would be so different if I wouldn't have had it. Like, I can't even imagine what my life would be like. I probably live in like Chicago or something and probably be like a journalist. And then I'd probably not be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. It sounds like you have been able to call in what you really want, like slowly, hang on, that's not what I want. And now you're able to find an agent that gives you what you really want. And like that, a little bit of that touches every part of our life, like our relationships, Mm -hmm. our family life, our ability to eat, you know, every day when we need to eat, like it's a very helpful journey because it is such a deep struggle and it's so very personal and it's so very challenging that once you do hit rock bottom, it allows you to hit rock bottom, which is so helpful for so many people because then and only then can some of us actually get like the information that we need and the courage and strength we need to call in what we really want. Otherwise, yeah, we would just keep going down this path of like society's telling me I need, I should do X, Y, Z and I'm going to pursue X, Y, Z and I'm never going to question it. And I'm just going to like be miserable and never, never question it. If any of that. No, it does. (laughs) It just makes me think of just like recovery wisdom is so powerful and like I know it's hard to imagine, like if you're listening and you're like on this journey and you're really struggling, it's hard to be like, yes, I know that this is for a greater purpose or like this is for a good reason. But I don't know, try and remember that the people who don't have this same experience, A, they're probably going to have another challenging life experience that will, that you won't experience, right? Everyone has problems. Um, But also, you never know how much your HA has or is impacting your life in other ways that you might not even see. Like, yes, it will teach you to understand your body better and it will teach you how to understand your fertility better, but it will also teach you, I think more like invisible, not as tangible things throughout your life. Like you can get your autonomy back over who you are and like you can get you, you can embody more, you can live inside of your own body instead of trying to live in someone else's body. There's just a lot of things I think that it teaches you. Well, you start to realize that like the mess, the messaging you're getting is all very black and white. And like, this is the right way. And you, you kind of start to go, life's more complex than that. And it's okay to go and make a version of my life that doesn't match this narrative that I always thought it needed to be. And yeah, you, you just become more complex of a person. I think a lot of people can relate to this when you have an eating disorder or just get really wrapped up in how you look or disordered eating behaviors, you become like, you're just taking away, that's taking away from a lot of your life, the complexity you are as a person, the like time and energy you could be applying to things that you truly actually love and want to do like I just don't believe that the vast vast majority of people actually want to dedicate their life to looking a certain way like I don't actually think that that 
could possibly bring anyone fulfillment. And I believe that disordered eating and chasing a certain aesthetic is stopping a lot of people from doing amazing things in the world. Like Mm -hmm. there are people who probably could win a Nobel prize or contribute to some kind of massive cause in the world, but they can't because their energy and time and focus is being taken up by disordered eating. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. I ask all my clients when I do like intake with them, what is something an an accomplishment in your life that you're very proud of and everyone kind of has to really think about it and I remember if I would have been asked that question the first thing I would think is my body in the past if I would if I when I was like sick or or something about you know oh I'm really I'm really proud of how healthy I am or like how how much you know how, how great of a Pilates person I am like I don't know just kind of like very surface level things and it's like I don't know. It's really, that's so that's true. A really defining moment for me, actually. I have lots of little things, but I had a coach uh, for my weightlifting and we were doing a camp together and we were like, we weren't training in, and we we're having a conversation and she's just like, so what else are you into? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no answer. I had absolutely no answer. I was like, I just, I just weightlift and like think about weightlifting and think about, um, you know, the food I need to eat in order to pursue weightlifting and that, and I just, when she asked me that I was floored. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, let me make something up real quick. <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything. And then I would, yeah, that's a huge wake up call. Yeah. I don't even remember what I said. I feel like I like dove into things I used to be interested in. For sure. That's actually so, it's a great thing to do. Like if you're if you're like, what am I going to think about besides um, my eating disorder or whatever my diet or my exercise routine? It's like there was a time point in time in your life where you didn't think about any of that. So like you can totally unlearn these behaviors. They, yeah, they're learned behaviors, so you can absolutely unlearn them. Yeah, yeah. Just, Just go back to what you were doing before all of this happened and try some of that stuff mm-hmm. and see. Yeah. So for me, it was drawing, and so I started drawing again and building things on the internet like uh websites and blogs and stuff I I just used to do all of those things um when I was a teenager before all of this happened and it took away from that so and now here we are I just like focused that energy on this kind of stuff and I feel like you've kind of done a similar thing yeah. But at the same time, like I don't share everything online about what I do. Like I took a ceramics class. Like mm-hmm. I really love swimming in the ocean. Um, we do that at least once a week. Like, so, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I did harness this energy and recovery is, is a fun time. It can be uncomfortable because I do encourage people to like try something new or try something old that they used to like, like gymnast like I love tumbling still and like I'll you know hit up sky zone and just like flip That's and so stuff cool. yeah are you uh, short because I imagine that you're tall then models are usually tall so I'm actually a short shorter model I'm yeah, five okay. seven I don't think I'm short but I'm five centimeters let me ask Siri real quick hold on what is five seven in centimeters because I've seen like modeling website yes. applications and they, they'll be like minimum height requirement, 
173 or something. Why is my series so slow? No, I'm going to look it up for you. Five, yeah. seven in centimeters. Yeah, 170. Yeah, I think that like the minimum sometimes that they put in their websites like 173. So you're like yeah. three centimeters shorter than- Can't do it. <laughs> I know at this, like this whole, this thing in the modeling world though, everyone's always like, yeah, but Kate Moss was five, four, five, five or something. Like she was really short, um, <clears throat> but- it's usually like, for runway, isn't it? Like yeah, run- it's for runway. Like here in LA, it's fine. If I was in New York, I'd probably photo shoots. They can make you look all kinds of. Oh, you have no idea. I have like I have like modeling insight. But first of all, like shooting, you know, clothing on like the psych wall, like the e-commerce stuff. I would, when I was really thin, I would get. You have no idea how many clips. How many clips are on the back of my? All of the clothes have clips. And they're also like on the floor, like with this crazy angle and they take like tons of pictures. No, so they only I pick the ones. was talking about this with a client yesterday. We were having like a one-on-one call and we were talking about things that actually mess up our, um, our like what we believe to be the ideal woman, mannequins. They do the same thing at the store. You see an outfit on a mannequin with this like uh, just minority body that most people don't have and you're like oh that top looks really nice and you go to try it on and it doesn't look the same and then you go and look at the mannequin and they use bulldog clips mm-hmm. in the back to cinch it in at the waist and make it sit diff- like that's not even how that mm-hmm. outfit actually looks I know who I know it's crazy I know and I actually didn't include this in my story but I just quit fit modeling I, I used to be a fit model so I used to go in for designers and they would fit clothes on me. This is not the cheap clothes. These are like the nice designer clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for me, I felt like I was like fighting for my right to be there sometimes because I would go to castings and I would be bigger than the specs that they sent out. Yeah. That's like the most triggering job ever. like, don't recommend that one. Happy. I'm qu- happy. I quit surprised that I managed to have that as a career for so long, but Um, but yeah, like, I feel like I was fighting for, for people who are, you know, and I'm like privileged thin white woman. So I'm like, come on, like at least, you know, just fit on somebody like me. That's not, it's it's so crazy. The differences too, like the differences in designers, as far as like what they consider sample size, it's all over the place. Honestly, I hate shopping. I do not shop. I do not shop, but I also don't like, I'd hate shopping online because the models look absolutely nothing like me. Like I cannot, there's been a few brands that I thought it's cool where they'll have different body type models um, wearing the same outfit. So you can maybe get some idea of how it might look on you, but for the most part, uh, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't look like that. So we're just going in blind. Going in blind. Well, thank goodness that most brands now have like free returns, but it is still a hassle. It's like annoying. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the solution is for them. So it's fine because even if I was a model and used my body to sell clothes, other people don't look like me either. So, I mean, the problem doesn't go away, but it's just yeah. like, can, can someone figure that out for us? <laughs> I know. Like, how can, do we somehow one day maybe we'll be able to like upload with internet or like 
artificial intelligence upload our body and it will like superimpose or render the clothes on us before I, th- I think that's oh. a thing that, that will happen I that think it's happen. a thing no it's well a thing. this is awesome oh shit really yeah I think it's a thing oh okay well, but I don't know I don't know I don't care I don't look into it <laughs> I think I saw it on another influencer's like page she was like this is crazy and then some people were like actually I really like that because I can like try the clothes on but it didn't look right like I don't think it would be very accurate you know yeah yeah it's probably it's probably got a ways to go it's probably (laughs) exactly yeah well thank you for joining us um will you please tell my listeners how they could work with you where they could (laughs) find you yeah okay thank you so much for having me I love talking to you um, I want to have you back on. Like, I just feel like we could talk forever. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask, like, can we be friends? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a question that was still in um, decision. No, of course. Of course. I'm actually going to go be, I'm going to be in Texas um, oh. in February. So maybe I'll hit you up. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure where, but it, it might be close to you. I'm not sure. Anyways. Um, yeah. So my Instagram is Kate Noel underscore underscore. And <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Classic. There is a country R&B or not R&B. There's a country like rap rock singer named Kate Noel. Very different people. Very different. Um, so that's not me. And uh, Kate Noel wellness.com is my website. So that's where you can like learn about my coaching services and you can also contact me there and learn more. And then my podcast is take the cake. So yeah, my podcast with Danny's up and I love it so much. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much guys. Go check it out. Especially if you connect or relate to Kate's story, sounds like she'll be the one for you. So go, mm-hmm. yeah, go and follow and inquire and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. 
So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHASociety. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHASociety at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural this is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society.
Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.